and we are live welcome to the show it's sunday what's up i got all the ladies up in here hey what's up hey everybody how's everybody doing on this sunday what's going on ladies fantastic we're doing well yeah. Good. Good. I'm fantastic. Like I said, I'm in high spirits, just like literally letting the sun shine through here. And I'm I'm high energy today. So for change. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, I'm on a water fast, so wish me luck. What wait, what is that, Danica? Just so all the only thing you can have is water? All I can so my husband, he's a personal trainer and he challenged his clients to do like this water fast because some of his clients have reached like this wall to where they're not um, uh, gaining or losing weight. So to push them to lose more weight, he challenged them to do a, a water fast. And so he said he would join them. And so we join in, we're joining in on the uh, 24 hour water fast. So uh, wow. it's just strictly water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're brave. You're you are so brave. I don't know that I could do that. I mean, maybe like a juice cleanse, like I'm juicing everything, but yeah. water just that's it. Oh. Yeah, we we've done uh um, willpower. Smoothie we did smoothie uh fast in the past and things like that, but yeah, the water fast it's a little challenging because it's like you want something to to taste, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. How long, how long does it last? Well, we're doing it for 24 hours. Is that what okay. you're asking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So tomorrow, um, oh, so do you ease back into food or um, tomorrow are you, are you going to be like, um, give me a, well, I don't think, are, aren't you guys vegans? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so it's the last, from the last meal that you eat, so like like last night I got in, I got back in at around nine. So we ate at around nine thirty, which is a lot, which is late. You're not supposed to eat that late, but we ate at like nine thirty. So the next time that we can eat again will be nine thirty. Oh goodness, what you gonna make, girl? <laughs> well, I will be thinking about that all day. <laughs> right. To, to break the fast, you want to break it with something that's healthy. So we're gonna break it, break the fast with fruits, and. Okay. Yeah, because what you want to do is replenish your body with something that's of, you know, beneficial, mm. you know, nutrients and stuff like that. You don't want to say, oh, I, I, I fasted. Now I'm going to get some steak or some chicken. Right. Like you just oh. defeated the whole purpose. So you, it's, it's about replenishing and new, renewing the body, making sure that you're giving like your digestive system a break. And, you know, that's wow. really what it's about. Well, I Denise, think that's you so cool. have to attack me like that. Talking, girl, you have to go. To <laughs> I feel convicted too. Like between her and like Roxy and Roxy with her fitness and everything that she does, I'm like, I feel convicted. Like, well, together. hopefully we can. Hopefully we can um, inspire you and every woman really to just be better, eat better. You know, yes. do better because especially in our community where obesity and being you know overweight over fatness, diabetes, all that stuff is so prevalent. You know, mm -hmm. we need more women like us out here <laughs> yes. doing things. So I'm, I'm happy to hear you doing that, Danica Marie, because that's an inspiration. So thank you. Girl, girl. I mean, listen, you're stronger than me. Water fasting is, oh, Lord, child, even 24 hours, I'm ready to eat my hand. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but good luck to you, girl. I know you can do it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, 
I was just about to ask Jessica, she dropped down how she's doing, but we'll wait for her to come back up. But go ahead, um, Danny, what were you going to say? I was going to say, let's uh, start easing on into yeah, this. Let's do it. Um, and, you know, let's let's just do it. Um, mm -hmm. Ladies, I hope you guys are promoting on your community tab because this is one of our, this is probably one of the biggest panels that we've ever had. With I think ladies. so too. Yeah. Wow. Just the energy on this panel already. Like I've been excited about it just because of the energy that all these ladies bring and their, their, um, the things that they're doing individually. So I feel like um, I, I will ask the mods if you don't mind spamming the chat with the ladies links and I will also be doing that throughout the show. But um, we want to give the ladies just an opportunity to briefly introduce themselves um, Wait, first before we get started. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, let me just lay some ground rules. There oh, thank will be you. no disrespect tolerated whatsoever. Um, I will be watching the chat. Um, Curlin is also watching the chat. If we catch you being disrespectful, you are out. Um, I, it's not going down today. Let's keep it respectful. Um, these ladies have graced us all with their presence. So y'all gonna y'all gonna be on some good behavior today. I agree. I second that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, boo, because um, we know how the chat can get. But um, I also wanted to say very quickly, so we're going to get started. We have, you know, some some very interesting questions, but we do ask that like as it, as it relates to the questions that you keep your responses concise. So we have a chance to get through as many of the questions as possible. But we can also dialogue, of course, you know, um, as it relates to anything of interest that comes up when and um, we all respond to the question. So we can start by um, doing the introductions and we're gonna start with um, Roxy, then we'll have Jessica X and um, Danica Marie and then Melody just going in order. Okay, all right. Well, I guess I'll jump right in. Well, uh, thank you ladies, first of all, for having me here. I'm very excited to uh, connect with all the ladies out there in your audience and hopefully my folks are coming over here as well. Um, my name is Roxy, everyone. Hello. Um, I am born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, live in Los Angeles, California, sunny Los Angeles. Um, I am a personal development coach for women. Uh, more specifically, I specialize in fitness and I help women in my orbit to just like kind of rewrite their stories, empower themselves, you know, um, particularly through their feminine energy and all that stuff. And we do it with fitness and nutrition and mindset as that vehicle for change. Um, a little bit more about me, I am a retired former past life of being a professional dancer and actress. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm a former IFBB pro. I competed at the Olympia in 2014. So wow. lots of fun, yeah, lots of fun wow. adventures in my life. Um, and I'm just happy to be able to share my knowledge and my passion for helping others do better and be better. So that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. Very uh, Absolutely. <laughs> How impressive. Um, Jessica X, um, why don't you go ahead and do us the honors of introducing yourself as well, please? Okay. So hi, in short, a lot of you guys are familiar with me already. Your um, volume is low, Jessica. I don't want to add too much static to the panel. Is it better? That's much better. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are already familiar with me. 
I have a channel discussing the current social dynamics between men and women. Um, it was my birthday yesterday. <laughs> oh, and happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. It's ha so, happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so I've just come off celebrating that, and yeah, it's a pleasure to be here with all of you ladies. Thank you, thank you, Jessica. We appreciate you, dear. And then Ms. Danica Marie, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Yes, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Danica Marie, and on my platform, I like to focus on bringing balance and structure to our relationships between men and women. Um, I'm a wife, I'm an author, uh, I'm a relationship coach, and I just like to be real and authentic and uh, push the envelope a little bit, hold women accountable, hold men accountable, uh, and really just bridge the gap so that we can have uh, healthy relationships. That's what I'm all about. And again, thank you guys so much for inviting me as well. I am very honored that you guys considered me for this discussion. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is going to be a good one. I can just feel the energy. Um, and then, uh, Melody, if you don't mind also introducing yourself here. Okay. Hi. You guys know me. I'm Melody. Um, I'm new to streaming on YouTube, but my channel is going to mainly be about bringing awareness um, of the issues we have in a Black community, having conversations, and trying to find a solution. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Really, really, really appreciate it. And I guess we'll get started with the first question. Let's um, do it. Okay. So ladies, um, and we're going to start in the order, um, basically how we had did the introductions. Um, but our first question is, what is your view on feminism? Well, okay, I guess we start with Roxy. Uh, I always hate going first, but I'll, I'll continue. <laughs> um, you know, it's a double-edged sword with feminism, right? Because on one end, you, uh, we, each of us, each six of us and any woman listening to this wouldn't be afforded some of the opportunities that we have to be able to do what we want, move freely within society and X, Y, Z without feminism. At the same time, there's a, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So with the freedoms that we've had with feminism, there has been great loss. And I don't think that in our society, it's okay to talk about what we lost as women within the feminist movement, particularly within the black community. So my, my feeling is kind of like this double-edged thing. It's like at the same time where I feel like we, we are able to move in ways that we wouldn't had we not have gotten some of the rights, quote unquote, of feminism. At the same time, I think it has done a great detriment to our society when it comes to how men and women relate to each other for all races. So I'm very passionate about this. I don't consider myself a feminist. Um, and I don't often talk about these views because they can be very detrimental. But I'm here today to let it all out. So that's kind of where I where I am with that. Thank you for that, Roxy. Um, definitely look forward to hearing more about your views, especially since this isn't something that you typically talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Jessica X, same question to you, dear. So I think I can echo some of Roxy's sentiments when it comes to feminism. Um, 
initially it could have been about giving women, you know, basic rights in society. But I think as we've progressed, it's become less about equality and more about superiority, if I'm honest. Um, and that superiority that feminism has almost sold to us is something that I feel actually takes away from you as a woman, which is what I thought that feminism would have been about. I think instead of giving you rights as a woman, it's actually trying to masculinize women um, as a whole. And so I feel that the current path of feminism is, is detrimental to us. And I'll, I'll leave it there so I don't go on too long. Okay. Thank you, Jessica. Um, Danica, what, what are, um, excuse me, what's your response to the question? Okay, so it's always going to be pros and cons to everything. And are there pros to feminism? Of course, but I like to look at the grand scheme of things. I feel like it did more harm than good. Uh, it, it kind of pit us against our men. And then it made us to it made us divide and conquer. And to me, it made women turn against the family. And, you know, it, it just kind of divided us in that way. And I'm going to go out and say this. And this may be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to say it. Feminism was not the black woman's fight. Like I, I just mm. don't feel like that was something that was our plight to begin with. I feel like they just included us in their fight because they understood that it was power in numbers, strength in numbers. And so they made us to uh, help them fight something that was their own fight that they were having amongst their men. To me, looking back, uh, we didn't really have those kind of issues with our men. Our family structures were solid and uh, we were fighting together as a unit with our men because we understood the importance of the the family structure. But what happened was they made us say, okay, you know what? Instead of fighting for, you know, the black family, let me go ahead and fight for women. And it kind of pulled us away from, you know, our initial uh, thing that we needed to, you know, strongly fight for because the family to me, is the, the most valuable and the most important. So no, I'm not a feminist. I am a familynist, if you know what I mean. So I love it. This is a, a, a very uh, touchy, controversial type of uh, conversation, but I feel like it does need to be had because I do feel like there are women who feel like, you know, it is beneficial. But when you really peel back the layers and you really start to look at it under a microscope, uh, it really did a lot of damage to our family structure, in my opinion. But I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, you, there were some good, solid points in there. Um, looks like we lost Melody. I want to get her response to the question. I guess we can read the super chats while we're waiting for her to rejoin. Um, well, shout out to Leo Anthony. He says, shout out to my favorite, to all my favorite peak Mishas. Thank you so much, Leo Anthony. Um, our cash app is uh, dollar sign the breakdown 2020 in case you do want to um, cash app us greatly appreciate it. Um, I, I wanted to go ahead. I, I, I was going to ask a question, but go ahead. Well, I, I was enjoying um, Danica Marie's response because um, it did lead me to another question. 
And what I wanted to know is, what do you guys think caused the um, breakdown between black families, um, the black family structure? What caused that breakdown? Are we starting in the same order? Yes, uh, yeah. Roxy, um, if you want to go ahead and take it. What we can do is if, if there is someone like when a question is asked, if asked if there is someone who has, um, you know, a response that they're just, you know, itching to reply, you can go ahead and reply and we'll ensure that we get get a, a chance for everyone to respond. Um, but if not, then we'll just start in the regular order, starting with um, Roxy. OK, uh, I have to applaud Danica Marie on this because I'm so sorry. No worries, Melody. We'll, we'll um, come to you next. Okay. Yeah. So I want to applause Danica Marie on that because I mean, here's the thing, it, and it's interesting. Like when you when you actually sit and you study uh, the feminist movement and the women's right, rights movement in the nineteen um, in the late to mid nineteen sixties into the early nineteen seventies, you can see clearly where uh, the feminists were. They were pandering to to black women specifically all while doing things to undermine us, to support their movement. And feminism as a whole has broken down so much of the family unit. I mean, that's that's the that's the interesting thing about the entire just right, I mean, sorry, the left wing of, of the Democratic Party, particularly. It's about breaking down the nuclear family. Feminism and what it's taught women and what it's instilled in us, particularly black women, over all these years is what? You're independent, you don't need a man, you don't need this, you don't need marriage, wait and hold the kids off and do all this stuff. And taking away, um, taking away, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this, but not like go too far. Um, I'll, I'll put it like, I'll put it at this. I'll put it at this because I want to pass it off because I I don't want to say too much right now. Feminism has had a huge impact on our community to the point whereas there, I feel like there's just a complete breakdown. We don't value family. And when you don't value family, you don't, you don't value community. When you don't value community, you don't have a nation. And that's what's wrong with us today. So I'll just throw it back to you guys at that. I get very passionate about these topics, so I'm sorry. I'm just trying to like get the double thoughts out no, of my head. We, oh, we enjoy understand. passion, honey. Absolutely. Um, we enjoy. Um, Danica, thank you so much for your super chat. And shout out to um, Wise Skinner Man Cave. He said, shout out to the most beautiful woman on YouTube. I think he was talking about me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you guys for the super chats. Well, uh, Melody dropped down again, but we'll get her when she comes back up. So we'll have Jessica X respond to the question next. Jessica, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. So um, we're speaking about the breakdown of the family. Yes. What What do you think caused the breakdown in the structure of the black family? Do you know what? It's a lot harder to get the statistics um, in regards to family and marriage here for just, you know, going back over a period of time. It's it's a lot harder when I'm looking at statistics from this country. We're mainly going from 2000s onwards. It's harder for me to find statistics going back. But I know that I can say in America, I know that. Um, black women went from being the most married, the most likely to be in a family um, when we're talking about the 1960s. And then we see the introduction of welfare. We see the introduction of 
And that's as feminism moves on. I think that's second wave feminism right there. And essentially, it tapped into women's need or want to feel free. Because what happened in the 1960s is that you were able to have freedom through money because you had money coming into your household um, and money that you didn't have to work for. But in order to get that money, you couldn't have a man around. And so I think a lot of women saw that as, um, you know, quote unquote liberating. You know, I can do what I want. I can act how I want. I don't have to follow any rules. I don't need a leader. I'm free. And I get money on top of that. And I think that incentivized the welfare, incentivized a lot of women to step away from the family unit and, you know, live life as a, as a single woman. And as we look at society today, we're seeing the, the impact of that because um, the consequences of single mother families as studies go on, um, we get to realise the impact of that. And we can see the, the negative aspects of it. So, yeah, that's that's what I feel like really broke down the family unit is welfare. Oh, thank, thank you, Jessica. Answer, Absolutely. Some, some gems in there that I can't disagree with. Um, thank you, Jessica. Uh, we're, um, we have a super chat that we received from Roman King. Thank you so much. He says, supporting uh, one of the many great content creators. Hashtag BHM. Um, what is BHM? I was going to say I'm something inappropriate. Too, um, I don't know. Black History Matters? I don't know. But <laughs> thank Black you, History Roman Month? King. Is it still Black History Month? Oh, yes. It yes. is. Today's the last day. Okay. Duh. Black History Month. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. Um, and then, Danica, what's your response to the question? Um. Well, I feel what broke down the family structure was... Uh, and again, this this could be a little controversial, but uh, women working uh, with this whole with the feminist movement, women started to uh, go out into the workforce and that made them not see a real need uh, or a desire for men. It actually made us started start to compete with men uh, and also with more women working. I feel like uh, it could have a domino effect as far as us feeling the. Uh, or seeing the need or the, the or have the desire for a family. Uh, so that also, you know, affects the, the, the families being built out here. If we have women out here working and competing against men, uh, and then we have more women out here working, there's less women who have a, a need or a desire or want to be mothers. So that breaks down the family. And like I said, if you're out here as a woman and you're competing against men, you're going to have men, you know, essentially go against the women as well. So it, it just has a domino effect on everything around us. And it makes the family unit just ultimately collapse. So I would go out and say that, you know, it was just women, uh, having their sense of quote unquote liberation and feeling the need to be men essentially. And mm. <laughs> like I said, y'all, you gotta excuse I don't know how to be politically correct. I just don't you know, worry about it. We love it. Speak freely. I have yeah, that's what it is. 
I have something to, to, to add to that. And mm-hmm. because these are questions I ponder myself, you know, um, so statistically speaking, and I, and I had gotten into a conversation with someone about this recently, and I, I don't know where, I have to look up where the data is, and maybe I'll post it in the comments when I find it. Statistically speaking, I think back in the 19, let's say 20s to 30s and 40s, if you looked at who worked outside of the home, black women proportionately did work outside of the home, outside of the home more so than white women, right? Um, so I don't know if it's necessary because our in during those time periods, our family structures were still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Where I think the breakdown really happened. And this is just, you know, from my formulation of where, you know, just in reading history and blah, 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 you can pinpoint it back to, again, the 1960s, where they, in the midst of this, let's help the Black people, let's, you know, get civil rights and stuff like that. This is where this feminist movement really started to take off, right? They started to bring in, in like, the... um, ideals behind Marxism, ideals behind the LGBTQ uh, culture. Well, it wasn't LG, LGBT or LG, lesbian and gay. It was the gay, the gay. <laughs> right. That's right. what it was back then. Taking in all of these talking points, for instance, you'll say people, you'll see women particularly who say things like, well, the reason why we needed feminism was because women were being abused at these record numbers, but there's no data of that. There's mm. no data of that. Like if you actually mm. go back to look into domestic violence during the 1950s and why women needed to go out and work to, to, to support themselves because they were being beaten at their homes in record numbers, there's no data to support that. And there's actually a paper, and again, I'll, I don't have the links on me now, but I'll post them in the comments that I'm, I'm trying to look into to refute that. Because again, what happened with these feminists that came in during that time period is they were just pandering to everyone. They were pandering to the fears and to the emotions of women at that time to get them to support and get out and do what they wanted. But a lot of the women in those days weren't even really fully supporting feminism. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Great point, you know I think I think both ladies are correct, but I, I have to sort of agree with Danica in that sense, because although women were working um, before, although within the black community, women were working before the 1960s, what you saw is that even though women were working, that was that money was made collectively for the household. Okay, so you had Great the man's point. income and the woman's income coming together. But then what you saw in the 1960s is um, welfare was introduced. And, and that's why I see where Roxy's coming from. Welfare was introduced. It led to a dramatic rise in single mother homes. And then women had to start working again. But instead of working for, you know, um, bringing two incomes together for a family, it was one woman working to support a family because now we've got this high single mother rate. And so when women were feeling like um, they have to be a single mother and they have to work alone, it brings men happy, I'm strong, I've got it all on my own, I have to be, you know, the head of the household, I have to be the leader. And it masculinized women, it put them into these masculine roles where instead of where they were working previously, the man is still the head of the household and you're both just contributing to to make a better home. You are the head of the home, you are the man of the house. 
um, when you were working forward, when you were working onwards from the 1960s. So I think that definitely did have, it, it, it's, it's a whole different dynamic when you're working on your own versus when you're both working as a family unit. Right. I feel like the mentality is what changed. So even if women were working out there in the workforce, in the work field, uh, we had a different agenda uh, to your point. Mm. So the so we had a, a different mentality as far as, well, I'm working uh, for the family versus I'm just working for myself. So that's a I great think, point. I right. think Jessica and Roxy, you know, you guys both bring about good points because Roxy taught me something new. She was like, look, you know, women were out here working, but, you know, the what I gathered from what Roxy said is the mentality may have changed as far as the, the mm -hmm. women are working. So Absolutely. Oh, sorry, Melody. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, because my phone cut off, was the question what destroyed the Black family? What, what um, was the cause in the breakdown of the Black family structure? Well, women, I guess women began to think they didn't really need a man, and then the government became the family. And um, they basically just started wanting to um, take control of themselves. And um, they just basically they wanted to play the masculine role, like everyone said, like Jessica and Danica said, okay. pretty much. Okay. Thank you, Melody. Um, you know what? And I was sitting here thinking and I was wondering how much of an influence did crack cocaine um, have within our family structure? And I know this is like the 80s. Of course, you know, um, starting like late 70s, early 80s and on. But I think that um, a lot of the structure ended up like if it was broken um, prior to that, it was definitely destroyed um, when crack enter entered our communities. Um, Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's here's the yeah. thing. Here's the interesting thing. And if you follow the timeline, you see it. You'll see it clear as day. Okay. And it goes back. I mean, you have to, this is the importance, I think, of people understanding culture and history. Because when you understand culture and history, you can wake up from the matrix and see things as they are. When they really, I'm going to take it way back for y'all. Okay. They released our ancestors from slavery, quote unquote, right? But they needed another system to enslave people. What did they do? They ratified, they, they uh, created the 13th amendment, which was all about enslaving our people again. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So throughout history, when that didn't work, what did they do? They went in, we started to build our businesses. We started to build our families. We started to, to do the things that we, that we needed to survive. Then what did they do? They went into Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they burned down our structures. They burned down our financial Absolutely. structures, right? Absolutely. That didn't work because we kept on pushing forward. Then what happened? The civil rights movement came in the 1960s. Once again, they tried to break our culture. They tried to break us as a people. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the white people are now having their fractures because the white women started to feel like, well, we don't have our voice. We've got to get out here. So they created the women's rights movement. There's a really amazing movie on Hulu called Miss, Mrs. America. And I, I, I encouraged folks to go watch it because both people on the left and the right are upset about the movie. And when both sides are upset, you know there's some mm -hmm. good stuff in it. But it really yeah. focused on this period of the 1960s. And it was based on uh, the life of Phyllis Shafley, who was a conservative white, um, um, conservative white activists at that time who predicted everything that we are experiencing in today's culture when it comes to feminism and how it would destroy our nation. 
right? Mm-hmm. So you have the, that brewing. And at the same time, now there's the government is still trying to find ways to destroy the Black people, the Black family. So after they passed the civil rights movement, what else did they have to do? What else could they do? Increase incarceration in our community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. arrest our men for petty crimes and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Pass the three strikes off, right? law and, right. uh, you know, stop and frisk and uh, create exactly. different laws that, to where they could ensure that they are able to enslave black men and get free labor. Absolutely. And then what, you, what, else, what, what else happened in the 1980s? The introduction of crack cocaine into the communities. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about what happened, like it's if you understand the history of that period and how important it was in the breakdown of our family, unless you start really studying that, we'll never be able to fix things in our community now because now they're just adding more things to the flyer, more things to to the layers. And 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 sadly, here's the sad part: we talk about how it is in our communities, but now the white folks are starting to see it's going over there now. So mm. it's about to get real crazy. So everybody better hold on to their seats. And I just say, you know, folks, wake up because now is the time. I agree with that. Thank you, Roxy. <laughs> this is yes. good. Um, I want to really quickly read the super chat that we received from Black Wizard ADOS. Black Wizard says, uh, technology makes practical feminism possible. The pill, abortion, robotic machines, automation, air conditioning, and computers. Uh, Danica, do you think technology changed women's mentality, especially toward male usefulness? That's a great question, Black Wizard. Uh, that was you, Danica. And then we'll have Danica respond, and if anyone else wants to chime in, you can. Uh, I absolutely feel like it um, had an impact on, you know, women's mentality as far as uh, male's usefulness. Uh, For one, uh, you brought up the pill and abortion. Uh, If we are able to have sex and do what we want with our bodies and if we get impregnated, you know, hey, I have the option now of discarding the man and the baby if I don't see a a need for that. Uh, Robotic machines. Yeah, you know, I don't really need a, a handyman around the house. Hell, I'll I'll just have a machine to do it for me or walk me through it. Uh, that yeah. also that also eliminates the male. Uh, automa- uh, automa- what do you say? Automa- uh, uh, automation. automation. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read it because I took it off the screen. Uh, automation, sorry. absolutely. Uh, air conditioning. I don't know where you're going with that one, Black Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, sure. Uh, computers, um, sh- computers, especially even social media, all of that ties in to place as well, because uh, with social media, we're also able to not only work, but we're able to do it from the comfort of our own homes. We're able to make as much money as we want to also eliminating the need, you know, for a man or for extra income from a man. Hell, I can go to work today and clock in somewhere and start a YouTube channel, make a video Mm -hmm. and have additional income come in while I'm sleeping, while I'm at work. So I don't really need a man for that either, you know? Um, So yeah, all of these different things come into place when it comes to replacing the male. Now, uh, me personally, I feel that um, 
it's all like to me, I always think about the family. I'm all about family first. So even with technology, Black Wizard, I still feel a need for my husband. I still feel the need for a man. Mm -hmm. The more the merrier. So if I'm able to, you know, do this and, and, and have that come through too, I still need my man as well. You know, even if I do have uh, the option of maybe getting rid of a child, you know, <laughs> I still want to have, you know, my family structure with my man. And, you know, I still would need uh, the man's protection or the man's guidance and all of those different Absolutely. elements. So yeah. I still I, feel I, the need for the man. Thank you, Danica. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I just wanted to say something really quickly as it relates to that. Um I agree with everything Danica said. Uh, you can't replace having a man in the home, no matter how far technology advances. There is something that a man affords us that no amount of technology can afford us. And that is the protection, his, yes. his own um, protection and the strength that he provides. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, yes, I am capable of, um, you know, shooting a gun. Absolutely. But do you know how many incidents where um, a woman <laughs> it has a gun and there's an intruder or a perpetrator who is attempting to assault her and he takes the weapon from her. So that happens more often than not. In addition to that, um, you know, women are, are more hesitant to shoot or they don't necessarily want to shoot center mass or shoot to kill. So right. there are certain things that a man can afford that having him there, uh, you know, no matter how far we advance as it relates to technology, um, it, you can't replace having that, that male presence in the home. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a joke. I'm gonna make a joke about that because my my husband and I were talking about that yesterday, and I, I was like, "Look, I need him in the home because I can't even kill bugs by myself." Okay, like, right. Right. I killing bugs, opening the pickle jar. I, I need him open the pickle. <laughs> but I mean, that's you know, and just real quickly because I see the super chat. Hey, Snuggles. Yes, it's Roxy. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, right? And I wanted to cover this on my on my on my channel because we we as Black women are taught, and again, it's because of the state of our families. Not everyone's family, but for many people, their families are broken, right? So many Black women are taught you don't need a man. So now you hear women walking around saying, "I don't need a man. I want a man." Like that's I think that is the stupidest thing like <laughs> in the world to like to 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 say yeah. this this conversation you know recently blew up uh because of kevin samuels um about you know his statements do you know women women are not needed right mm -hmm. and i take issue with that just because i think that men and women we need each other mm -hmm. it's 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 biological and physiological nature that we need each other, but our society is so far gone and so divided that like we can't even see the need for each other in our lives. And that's because we've got, we were trying to do away with gender roles and gender dynamics. And mm -hmm. as soon as you start understanding that, this whole conversation ends, period. Roxy, you know what? Just think about the fact that like right now, this was something that no one could have predicted being in a pandemic for over a year. Like all, we're going on a year. Like there are people that are literally going crazy because they don't have that companionship. They don't have a partner to share their lives with. Like the depression rates and suicide rates, they're, they're increasing. And it's because we're social creatures. In addition, innately, we desire companionship of, of, of our mate that 
that that that a higher power created for us. So you know, technology can only do so much. <laughs> but any, did anyone right. else want to chime in? Sorry about the technology. Yeah, basically, I think TV plays a huge part in mm -hmm. feminism because um, a lot of times people watch reality TV and think that is how it's supposed to be. Like a lot of these women are talking about they don't need a man and they're basically none of them are married on TV when you watch it. So you think that's how I should be as well. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, I want to read the super chat and then I have a question that I want to pose. Um, Snuggle668 says, is that you Roxy and Miss Marie? I am flabbergasted. How did this collaboration come about? Um, dedication and hard work, Snuggles. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you. Um, we also got a super chat from Eli Ohio. Thank you, Eli. We appreciate you, dear. Uh, Aizen Sama says, the sole reason is women having unchecked power. Can't give a kid the keys to the candy store and, ex and expect them to actually pay for it. Let's be real. Ooh, <laughs> well, I, damn. Damn. Um, I have a question, well, um, though. Can I just uh, say something real yeah, quick, ahead, possible, if you don't mind? Sure. Um, someone brought up a really great point in the chat um, regarding like, so the government controls your mind and what you do. And the answer to that is yes and no. Mm -hmm. Because if we're going to sit here and be completely ignorant to the fact that a lot of government does control a lot of what we do by way of media mm -hmm. and people lobbying the media and politicians mm -hmm. to push certain policies forward and yeah. push certain messages forward, then yes, of course, we we each of us is under social programming, 100%. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have a republic. So the, 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 the important thing, again, is to wake up, take your, take your dosages of red pills and wake the hell up and know what's going on and what people are telling you and realize that everything that you believe is likely a lie and start going from mm. there. I love it, exactly. Roxy. You said a word. Listen, yeah. um, that's a fact. And and if people that like, who doesn't realize that social programming programming is happening all around us? Absolutely, the government has the ability to influence how we think and how we act. We <clears throat> we've seen it for years. They've studied us. They've yes. they've created um, situations or 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 projects, if you will, in order to study a people and see how they react under certain situations and certain environments. And to create um, conditions that will will um, directly influence how they react and respond. So, absolutely, yes, I, I agree with Roxy. I want to chime in on that just a little bit because yeah. it is a lot of people that aren't taking the the red pill and don't actually believe that the government would do um, anything like the programming and all the ultra. Right. They don't. And it's like you don't like this stuff is out there. You have um, people who wrote books. You've had people who've actually lost their lives um, revealing these um, this information. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, Roxy did bring about a good point. Um, yeah. Take the red pill, honey. It's time. Um, <laughs> we got out the game changer. He says from Melody. Do you think feminists are born or made? Um, great question, I, Game Changer. Thank you so much. Well, I think feminists are made because women are supposed to be naturally submissive, and that's just not female nature to want to be masculine, like most of these women want to take control. So, yeah, mm. no. 
Well, thank you for that, Melody. Um, I wanted to ask something really quickly. So um, do you believe that that the men's rights group, there has been an uptick in men's rights groups um, yes. from Midtown to Red Pill to Ibmore to uh, SYSBM and all the others. I'm sure there are a ton of others that I don't even know of. But do you believe that men's rights groups are a direct response to feminism? And is it an, if so, is it an appropriate response to feminism? And do you think they're necessary? So whoever wants to take it first. Well, this is the thing to me, and I'll start this off. Um, I, I, I've seen the uptake in, in all the male groups or the male um, rights groups. I feel like there should definitely be more participation from the men. Um, the men are looking to, to the women to assist. And while I do think women do have some responsibility to assist, I don't think women will fight against their own power dynamic. Um, mm -hmm. Women aren't going to go against their own interests. I, I just don't think it's inherent that we go against our own interests. I do think um, feminism is a response to a lot of things as well. So, you know, I, it's like I, I feel like there should definitely be more men's groups, um, but I don't think women are going to go against their own interests. Um, I think men have to start that fight off first and, and they have to be strong and, and really um, on it when it comes down to that. Yeah. So let me let me um, just really quickly. So as it relates to the questions, too, I want to know, um, I guess it, it's kind of like threefold. So are they a res direct response to feminism? Um, if so, is it an appropriate response to feminism and um, are they necessary? So whoever wants to go next. I'll go because I, I have something I really feel I agree on this one. So the men's right movement is a direct response to feminism. Right. Because when it starts getting point past the point of, OK, women are just trying to get rights to be represented in society, blah, 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 blah. And it started to push into now male bashing and male hating. I think that's where men on the whole started to feel that, OK, now now it's getting to be your your it's like becoming a hate group against men. I have actual friends particularly the white ones, they're, they're the most radical who are literally male bashing male haters and still wonder why they're single. There's this one girl, I just love following her because she's an absolute train wreck. But I think that these men's rights movements have popped up as a response to the fact that men are now feeling marginalized for just being men. And that's the problem here is that we as women are told we, girl power, girl, you can do whatever you want. Fight the patriarchy, da da da. Men are crap. Men are this. Men are stupid. But if we, if if society said that to women, this entire thing would implode, right? So I think the men's rights movement is a response to the feminist movement. And then, I mean, of course, you have the other sects of it that go into MGTOW and this, that, the other, which are its own pockets of dynamics that have to do with how men are treated in relationship dynamics and stuff like that. And I really just think it's the response to what they're experiencing from the women. Okay. Um, Jessica, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I agree. I think the men's right activism is a response to feminism. I think it's greatly needed because when we look at just how society is set up now, everything is, because we're still fighting for feminism, right? Feminism is an ongoing fight. 
Um, but when you actually look at just society as a whole, when we're looking at the legal system, um, we can go to the justice system. Men are more likely to receive custodial sentences or harsher custodial sentences than women. When we look at the marriage system, men are more likely to be impacted negatively by divorce. Men have less rights when it comes to family court. Um, when we're looking at work dynamics, okay, so career, men are impacted by that as well because we have affirmative action that pushes them out of the workplace or certain movements that are going on in the workplace that make it harder or more uncomfortable for them to be there. So it's crazy that we're still having this fight for feminism where we're trying to uplift women, but we're marginalising men by doing that. And so um, men's rights activists are saying, listen, forget feminism. <laughs> it's actually us that kind of, you know, we need legal and structural support right now in society. And so I think it's a direct, um, it's a direct <laughs> movement um, in, yeah, it's a direct movement against feminism to bring men back up. Danica, okay. what are your thoughts on okay. it? Thank you so much, Jessica. Sorry, I was muted. Um, well, this is the thing. For every action, there's a reaction. And you can't be upset at how somebody chooses to respond to something that happens to them. So, yes, I think uh, that the man's response is necessary. Uh, however, do I agree with some of the approaches that some men are taking? No, I feel like some uh, men are doing extreme things that are just as bad as what these uh, feminists are doing. So, uh, while I am, I, I I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem with men responding to, you know, feeling like they are under attack as far as maybe being or feeling emasculated and uh, having a voice. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like we both as men and women need to find some kind of common ground that we can actually build upon because uh, going blow for blow saying that, you know, these women ain't S or these men ain't S. It's not really going to get us uh, to where we need to be, to where we we do have solid family structures. Um, but, yeah, I do feel like uh, men do have a, a right to respond. And I just would like for us both, men and women, to have a more mature response and approach to, you know, bridging the gaps and coming together uh, collectively. I agree. Thank you so much, Danica. Um, Melody, uh, what's your response to the question uh, regarding the men's rights group and whether or not it's a response to um, feminism and if it's an appropriate response, if so? Well, I feel like they're fighting for the rights they lost through feminism and fighting the abuse of feminism. Hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I agree and, with that. And can I Go ahead, I'm sorry. And I just want to ask you guys a question. Um, men fought for women's rights, right? So why wouldn't women fight for men's rights? I think that's a good question. And it kind of takes me back to um, what Danny was saying earlier that, you know, regarding women fighting against their own interests. Um, I do think that men absolutely fought for women's rights and we still see examples of men fighting for women's rights. Um, I do think that personally, 
I think that women should fight for men's rights because um, I think that that the the scale has become lopsided. Um, I think that it's important for us to show support and stand in solidarity with men when we feel as though um, there are the um, playing field is uneven, just as we want them to stand with us. Um, however, for me, it's important for men to take the lead. So it's mm. important for them to take the lead as it relates to um, fighting for their own rights. I don't think that it's for us to um, ignite the flame, um, if you will, uh, and, and kind of um, head up any kind of um, groups or start up any demonstrations for men's rights. I think that's for them to do. And we should stand in support of them um, should they um, do that. I agree. I agree. You know what, um, Concrete, and this is the yeah. thing to me, I think that when you have an influx or a generation of single mothers, mm -hmm. generation of single mothers, generation of women being the head of their own household, and you do have um, the the equality, I think equality is a big thing that's coming into play, right? Mm -hmm. I think that women are in survival mode. And when you have a woman that's in survival mode, meaning nobody's coming to save that woman. Um, nobody's looking to pay her bills. Um, marriage has declined drastically across the board and not just within the black community, but across the board. Um, when you have women that are literally in survival mode, um, I don't see, and you know, it's just bringing me back to Melody's question. Um, I just don't see women saying, you know what, um, I'm going to uh, fight against my own interests because we need to be um, together in, in unison against our fight against whomever is coming against us as a people. I think women are saying, okay, the men are over here. Men are um, pumping and dumping. Um, nobody's really interested in marriage or relationships nowadays. Um, I'm having to take care of all these kids by myself. What incentive do women have to go against their, the system um, when they're when when they're literally being pent against their own men? So how are we though? Well, I guess my question is like, how are we in survival mode? We are ex we brag about how we've excelled past men that we're the highest group of degreed persons that you know um, we are experiencing all this success in the workforce. We are opening businesses and in, in mass numbers. Like I feel like we're not in survival mode. If we feel as though we've surpassed men, then we should be reaching our hand back to ensure our counterparts are brought up to the same level that we're on. I we're, we're, I lost. we're lost. And that's just the, that's just the sad part because mm -hmm. all the things that you've said, the women who believe that will never, will never put any of that aside to reach back to help anyone. You're right. Even our culture is all about, I mean, John Doe right here on the super chat for color girls, the color purple waiting to exhale. Everything is, is designed to uplift the black woman or the black mm -hmm. girl, right? Black girls mm -hmm. rock, this, that, the other, right? Yeah. And I started to realize that there's nothing that's out there to really uplift our black boys, mm -hmm. you know, except for yelling at men who didn't father them to be their mentors or to do this or community outreach and stuff like that. Oh, Roxy, really you speak, girl. She <laughs> owns it. She it, it pains me because as a black woman with black brothers, 
black nephew, when I have children, black sons, it's like a black father, you know, black man in my life. It's like you start to notice little things like this. There's nothing that uplifts the black boy. And it's that's where that's where um confidence starts. That's where learning leadership starts, right? Mm -hmm. For boys as they go and turn into men. And if you have nothing to pour into them and everything is all about pouring into the black girl, how can you expect them to even stand up and lead? So the the fact of the matter is that women who believe these things, they're done. There's there's no there's no way unless a huge event that makes them wake up happens, they're not going to be able to be reached. What's more important is reaching the younger generation because they're the ones who are still impressionable. They're the ones who have access to YouTube, who have access to things that we didn't have. So I, I think these conversations that. are very important, but for half these folks, oh, it's done. It's done. It's over. You know what? I agree with you, uh, Roxy. JV was saying in the chat that let, let, you know women do support um, any movement that they get behind any movement that men uh, head up uh, that relates to you know um, uh, helping men. Um, I, I I don't necessarily see a lack of support. Um, that's not what I was saying at all. I don't see a lack of support. I I agree that we typically support. Um, I think that maybe the point that was made on the panel is like supporting in an effort to put the woman in a lesser position. So, you know, I guess, you know, support that would elevate the man above, uh, elevate men above women or elevate a man above um, the woman in question, the, the hypothetical woman in question, I think is the point that was being made. Not that there's no support given, but that the support is that, that, um, they're strategic as it relates to how they support. Excellent. I'm going to read the super chats. Um, shout out to John Doe. He says, for colored girls, the color purple and waiting to exhale has co completely corrupted the minds of modern women. Um, thank you so much, John Doe. Um, I actually, I, 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 what's the... Echo that sentiment. That's what I'm trying to say. Child, I can't get right. Um, shout out to C5B9Mac. Um, he says, hello, ladies. Do you believe the gender war is at its peak right now? Or are we finally beginning to come down on the other side of the mountain? I think it's definitely at its peak. What makes you say that, uh, Melody? I want, I'm just cur out of curiosity. I don't Honestly, for some people, it's just too late to be saved. So it's going to be a little hard to climb down that mountain. Like the only people that we'll probably be able to get across to are like the younger generation. What's that generation? Um, Z? Yeah, Gen Z. But other than that, the gender war between like the millennials and up, I think is done. Any any other lady on the panel have an opinion on on the question? I, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Oh, Go ahead, Jessica, because you haven't been talking. <laughs> I don't know if it's at its peak anymore. I think it, I think it's left its peak, um, to be oh. honest with you. I think what we're seeing now, I think when it would have been at its peak is when women were adamant that I don't need a man. You know, I don't need you. And there was a lot more anger and resentment towards men. I think the gender war aspect is still there, but I just don't think it's at its peak anymore. I think mm -hmm. right now what you're seeing is that women do want to, you know, quote unquote, come back to the table, but they just want to do it on their own terms. Mm. 
it's almost like we're we're more in a negotiating stage right now where women are saying okay you know I'm lonely I do want to come back I do want a husband I do want a family but um if I'm going to give you this family you have to give me xyz you know so I think that's where we're at now we're more at negotiations to end the war rather than at the peak of war I like that Jessica I do too I think we better buckle up. I don't think we're at the peak at all. Mm. Because what's happening right now, particularly here in, in the United States, and um, I was just on a, on a Facebook uh, conversation about this in, a, in, in you know, a friend's comments, is this embrace now of the left doc, indoctrination of the, the genderless society, right? That's what we're moving towards now. We're moving towards this genderless society where you're not even supposed to identify. It's it's like wrong for identify to identify yourself as man or woman or this that the other. There's problems and all this other stuff. So what's going to happen is actually a new crescendo that we haven't even seen yet, because right now we're just talking about two binary gender wars, right? What's brewing right now, and I had mentioned this on a friend's on my friend's comment, is this conversation behind the trans agenda, and and particularly it seems among the women's, that's now being embraced by the feminist platform, the trans LGBTQIA agenda, right? Mm -hmm. And how all women are women, even if you were born with a penis and you have XY chromosomes, you're a woman too, right? So now we're starting to see this move into the the sports arena and transgendered women wanting to compete against natural born quote unquote cis women, which I don't like that term, but it is what I'm right? Right. So now we're moving into an all new gender war. Bumble just recently came out with a statement that men are not allowed to shame. Let's just that shaming aside. Okay, that's that's its own issue. But men are not allowed to shame or say that they don't want to interact with women who identify themselves as trans women. Oh, this gender war is about it. Buckle up, sweeties. Yeah, the beginning. Oh, it's 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 already (laughs) the territory we've never seen before. Roxy, that's, that's a, a great point. That really is. Yeah, but I think that it is going to transition. I think that it's transitioning from what we know it as to what Roxy has described. Yes. I think that uh, is I, a, pe- a point. Go ahead, oh, sorry. Jessica. No, you go no, ahead, I was going to say, I think that's where we can come together as men and women, um, <laughs> sort of in... in, in res- and that's where we can be, like, um, solidified, you know, together when it comes to to advocating against that aspect of things. I think mainly we're all in agreement because I saw that recently in the US was, um, well, I don't want to say a bill was passed, but they, they were allowing, you know, um, transgendered women to compete in high school sporting events mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Um, cis women, as we call it. So you see that movement going on and, um, I think that's that's where we can come together and say, like, listen, we're all in agreement on that for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, Jessica. You know, the interesting thing is that I think it, what is it in like Bangladesh or Saudi Arabia, Cambodia, different places like that, you do have women that are really still battling for basic rights, women that are still battling off like honor killings and, you know, genital mutilation and child marriage, different things of that nature. But like when doing my research, like um, I found several articles that indicated that the um, women in the American women are are like the freest, you know, healthiest, most, uh, what is it, opportunity-rich women um, in the entire diaspora. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that there's sort of this notion when you talk to women who are, who um, are feminists or who subscribe to that mindset that they act as though they are the most oppressed people in the entire world. So I just find that so interesting, like the way they um, play victim. <laughs> but um, I wanted I think, to read. Go ahead, oh, Jessica. I want to hear I was what you guys say quickly. Both have played into each other. Okay. So um, the LGBT movement has, has, um, how could I say, they have teamed up with feminism. The LGBT Mm. movement has teamed up with feminism and that's where it's got its power from. So far, both groups have been in support of each other because they realize through coming together, there is strength and look at the changes that they've been able to make through the legal system by Mm -hmm. um, coming together as, you know, so-called marginalized communities. They've been able to take over. And so what I think we will also see is feminism and the LGBT movement is at some point going to clash because women have Mm. thought, well, feminist women have thought, okay, by having these people on my side, it makes us stronger. But what they're actually seeing now is that they've strengthened the LGBT position to a point where almost the LGBT movement is more powerful than the feminist movement. Oh yeah, I I agree with that more rights than the feminists so they're realizing that they're setting themselves up for failure and we're seeing that in many aspects now where feminists are starting to realize they've set themselves up for failure they campaign for affirmative action to get themselves into top jobs and now when they're getting divorced and they have to pay alimony they're like what the hell what did i fight for you had women who didn't even know that women could have to pay alimony it, it never occurred to them. They just thought it was a man thing. And so mm-hmm. women are finally starting to see, you know, the drawbacks to feminism coming in. But I, I think feminism and the LGBT movement, they're going to clash. It's, it's coming soon at some point. I agree with that, Jessica. I could see that, like, yeah, if I had a crystal ball, I'd be predicting that, too. I have a quick question, and then I'm going to let Danny ask a question. But this is just a quick one. So um, my question is... Um, Third wave feminism. Third wave feminism seems to have like a, a strong overall focus on like women being protected from men. So, being that there are there's an argument or there are arguments made that black women aren't protected, that you know black women are um, you know being assaulted at alarming rates and no one is stepping in or intervening. Um, when you take that into consideration, do you believe that there is a need for feminism to ensure that women are protected from men and anyone that wants to start that? Um, I'm going to start it off because I really need to get these super chats out the way. I think that's an excellent (laughs) question, Concrete. Um, and, and, And this always gets me into hot water, but I say it every time because I actually, this is what I actually believe. 
I don't think you can be victims and volunteers at the same time. Um, I do think you do have bad men. 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 Um, but there were certain things that were in play um, to protect women at one point, but women kind of fought against a lot of that stuff. Women want to be able to go where they want to, um, talk to whoever they want to, wear whatever they want to. Um, women want to be free to do uh, certain things without the acknowledgement um, that men do have a certain nature. People always get mad at me when I say this. Um, there was a reason, like, and I think we kind of, we don't think about the reasonings um, for the way things were back in the day. Women were more co covered up. Um, women weren't allowed in certain places at certain times. These things had a purpose at some point, And I think we've got kind of gotten away from the purpose. Do women need protection? Yeah, sure. Of course. Okay. Um, um, when you're done, can I say something? Sure. Okay. Um, do men need to uh, kind of take responsibility and a hold of certain things that they've caused with the way they behaved? Sure, of course. But it, it kind of goes back to who we are as a human race and the nature of the very nature of uh, of us as, as humans. And I, I think a lot of that goes um, ignored. I'm going to read these super chats and Melody, you can start us off. Um, shout okay. out to Snuggle668. He says, what are men's rights and what are women's rights exactly? Um, and who is responsible for giving the ability to have both? Um, thank you so much, Snuggle668. Um, we'll probably come back to that, but um, we thank you so much. Making sure, let me scroll up. I'm sorry, guys. Um, shout out to Black Wolf, Inc. He says, growing up in the 2000s, all the music men, excuse me, all the music men made were for everyone. All the music women made were from women mainly. Beyonce just took advantage of it. I'm not mm. sure if you ever heard of this artist called Dr. Dre or NWA. <laughs> you know I'm what? Sure. I'm just not sure if he's heard of those people. Um, shout out to you, Concrete. Thank you so much. Shout out to Black Wolf again. He says, also, men won the war when Trump was elected. All we are seeing right now is remnants of a dying breed. The new era is rebooting the system. Hmm. Thank you so much, Black Wolf. Um, I got a couple more, and I'm let me just read it off of here. I'm sorry. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, for the panel, it sounds like you agree that feminism hurts more than it helps. Do you guys think that men require elevation above women in order for society to thrive? And the super chat disappeared just like that. But uh, thank you so much. Oh, we got one from Nuradine. Um, Shout out to you. Thank you so much, Nuradine. He says, the only time... Black women who are strong and independent and don't need, need no man need good black men is when these men leave and go to Brazil and have fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you guys for the super chats. We appreciate you. We're going to just get some responses really quick to the question. And then I know Danny was going to ask another question and we'll see if we can open it up for a bit. Um, I think Melody, were you waiting to respond? Yeah, so I feel like American women, Black American women, are probably the most protected. And they're probably using it as an excuse to get men on board with feminism. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? 
that black American women are the most protected and they're using the fact that they're not the, the well, the notion that they're not protected um, in order to get, to get men, men on yeah. board with feminism. Correct. I think that's interesting. I really think that women just like playing victim. I, I think that like, seriously, some women like live in that lane that it's, it's um, I think that it's manipulation. It's, it's a way to say, woe is me. I'm not receiving enough from men, despite the fact that I'm not being respectful and I'm not, you know, doing my part. I, 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 you know, I want more. I, I think it's, it's kind of manipulation to be honest. Okay. Anyone else want to chime in? My question on this and, um, Every time I hear someone say Black women are not protected, I really am trying to ask, what are we not being protected from, right? Because if you, I mean, and maybe that's a, maybe that's a maybe that's an entirely disgustingly priv privileged question to ask because in my personal experience, I don't feel like I lack protection, right? But women, I guess, in certain environments, certain, you know, communities, certain social classes, maybe they don't feel they have that protection. So can somebody clarify what is it exactly that Black women are saying they're not being protected from? Well, I, I, I don't feel like I'm not protected either. I think that they're saying they're not being protected from any kind of predators. So anyone that can prey on them. We saw the situation with the woman in Dallas. So it's not just like Black men. Um, the woman was assaulted in a parking lot at like 4 a.m. So I think just feeling like there aren't men stepping in to ensure that someone else does not assault Black women. Um, the same thing, there was a woman in Harlem that was assaulted at a liquor store. And they're just saying, you know, Black women don't have that communal protection that that they once did. But I, I think if you look after that event that happened in Harlem at the liquor store, men came out and there were people mm -hmm. protesting about what happened and men came they out. They sure did, Jessica. Court. They they came out with organizations like that were specifically designed to protect black women. They came out in mass. And it, it's it's crazy because we always hear this myth myth of you know, being unprotected, and that there are there are men that that do bad things in society. There always will be. There are always going to be people who do bad things in society. But what you're seeing is that good men step up and try to protect um, a woman who's been done wrong by. Okay, I remember when we had um, there there was an incident at you know I. Uh, I think you guys call it a beauty supply store. I think that's yeah, the yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, beauty yeah, supply please, yeah. store. And the the Asian man, the Chinese man, punched a black woman in the face in front of her kids. You know, um, like bust her face open. And the next day, the men came down to come and boycott the store, and they said, "Listen, women, stop going here." The men came to protect them. And do you know what the store did? They put a sail on on the weave and the women said f you i'm going in mm -hmm. here to get half price weave so although the men were trying to protect them and say listen stop going there women still <laughs> were like you know forget about you i need to go and pick i need to go and get my my half price weave the same thing happened with a nail shop um another nail shop where an asian man attacked a black lady and the men came and the men you know um like smashed up the shop 
and the women were complaining and they said, listen, I need to get my nails done. I don't care about her. I need to get my nails done. What are you doing? Yeah. If you smash this up, I won't be able to get my nails done. So it's like when these things happen and men are coming out and being men and saying, you're not going to do that to our women. We're not going to have it. It almost gets thrown back into their face. And women are saying, we don't need you. In fact, women get angry at the men for supporting them. And so when women are saying, listen, I feel like I'm unprotected, the people that you need to have it out with are the women who are unappreciative of the protection because then it disincentivizes men from giving that protection. Thank you, Jessica. The, those were some great points that were made and um, I, I have to agree with you. Um, Danica, did you want to respond to the question? This is, this is my thing. I want to know what is feminism, what, what is feminism protecting? Like, I mean, we have all of these movements and according to them, we still have the same problems. So what is feminism really doing mm. to protect us besides complaining? Nothing. <laughs> Great point. I guess like highlighting the situation, but you're nothing. right. Like, what are they doing? They're not hiring security companies to patrol I mean, areas exactly. where women like, are What are they doing? They, they, they're having all of these arguments and complaints about we're not protected. Well, what's the point of you? Aren't, isn't that your objective to protect women and give us rights and all of these different things? <laughs> like, I don't they're want fighting for the men to protect us. They're fighting for men to diminish themselves and right. say that uh, men should be protecting <laughs> us and fighting the men at the right. same time. So I, I, I never understood it. A movement of complaining. I don't need that. Like you, you do something about it. If you see a, a, an issue, we need a movement that's going to do something about it, not just complain and point the blame. Great so, point. That's all I got to say. Excellent. Um, let me read these super chats. Shout out to Black Wolf. He says, Sister George, Dr. Dre only had one album and NWA didn't last long. I remember <laughs> Jay-Z, excuse me, miss. 50 cents questions, oh Pharrell fronting through Nas, Cherry Wine, Tupac, Do For Love, etc. Not similar. Have you ever heard of an artist called Snoop Dogg? What about um, Too Short? Too Short. What about Hello? him? You you don't remember those guys? Right. Oh, okay. So then when you talk about pimp and whole culture and bitches ain't shit, you don't remember any? Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. That's all, that's what's up. Um, a shout out to JB Dessaline. Hey, JB. Um, JB says feminism is about policy. Which feminist policy are you ladies? I think she's asking, do we think should be rolled back? Neck. Um, yeah. Which feminist policy do we think should be rolled back? Um, that brings oh. about a, a, a great question. Like it, even if we, you know, um, she has a great question. So I think that we'll revisit that. I'll let you finish the super chat. Sorry. Um, shout out to Nura Dean. He says they want uh, BWS to risk their lives. Even they are the one, even though they are the ones starting trouble and starting the violence in the first place. Um, Nura Dean. Um, we're, we're, we can't literally sit up here and say that all women are starting violence like no men are starting violence. We're, we're not going to do that here, sir. Um, I think it is on both parts. I do think um, highlight women do need to be highlighted for the shit that they start. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to say that men aren't doing nothing and these women are just going out of their way to beat the men's asses and the men are the victims. Um, even though some men are victims, but women are victims as well. So let's not do that. 
Thank yeah. you for the super chat, though. I agree with that. Um, go ahead, Danny. And one more from Snuggle668. He says, where the checks and balances removed out of the home, is that why people are facing these dangerous personalities in public? Um, interesting. Mm. Were the checks and balances removed out of the home? Like were the checks and balances removed from the black homes? Um, and is that why people are facing dangerous situations in public because there are no checks and balances in the home is what he's asking. I think um, that's a great question. Um, I, I think that when you have the influx of single motherhoods, no fathers around, you have created a weaker structure of men. Mm. Oh, shots fired. Created a weaker structure of men. <laughs> you didn't create these super bitches. That's oh, <laughs> I'm about to go. <laughs> it's time for me to check out. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. What's happening? And you know so, what? You're a mess. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that's a good question. But I, yeah, I think you, the men are, um, the men are wanting to be women and the women want to be men. And I, I think that's Ooh. a lot to do with it. I, I, I do. I, I think that's a good question. Ladies, what are your thoughts? I want to go back to the question about the, <clears throat> the feminist policy. I, I do think too. I think that that's a question. really good question. And I think that we should explore that. Um, I'll, I'll start with Roxy and I definitely have a response to that too. So go ahead, Roxy. What are your thoughts on that question that JV post? Feminism isn't just about isn't solely policy. It's also it's also social think, right? Social group think and the way that we go about uh, conducting within society as well. So there's a double edged there's a double edged sword to that, and that's where we start to talk about the division between what was done in the betterment of women's representation in society. If you want to go through, if you, you, you would actually have to look back and see what laws were actually passed that were because the feminist movement directly, right? Women's, women's suffrage, the right to vote, that was actually legislated as law. If mm -hmm. you want to go forward, you know, if you want to look at Roe versus Wade, which I am actually staunchly against. So if you wanted to repeal something, let's get rid of that. I'm against abortion 100%. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, there will be women who argue that well, women's health and da, da 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 I don't believe any of that, but that's just, that's another conversation. What are some other actual acts that have been passed? If you wanted to throw affirmative action in there because it's rolled in with both feminism and civil rights, for some women, they benefited from that. And for some black women in specifics, even, you know, and again, that's its own little, little um, pocket because I can't say as a black woman that I haven't benefited from that. And I would be lying to say that we should get rid of it because it's, you know, X, Y, Z, right? I'm just going to state the truth, whether it's fair or not. We're not here to care about what's fair, right? Lily Ledbetter is another, is another, um, another um, act that was under the umbrella of feminism that signed into law equal pay, right, for equal work. So it becomes very sticky, it becomes very sticky because to undo these laws means that you really roll society back in ways that women are not not ready to let go of point blank period at the end. The whole thing's going to fall apart. At the same time, those are the things that allow every single woman on this panel in the audience to be able to stand in America and say that, hey, I have the freedom to do what I need. Now, that's where the line stops. Feminism as a as a social construct in the way that it has changed the thinking of women. Now that's the part that we all have the problems with. So it becomes really sticky to say like what which laws would you roll back 
me, like I said, with the exception of Roe versus Wade, it would be it we would be hard pressed to do any of that because now you're talking about having no voice, quote unquote, whatsoever in the way that women um, complained about in the first place. Mm. Listen, uh, Roxy, that was a lot and, and some good information. I, yeah. I just learned some stuff that I didn't even know about. So thank you. Thank you for um, that contribution. Yes. It's... I watch way too many documentaries. And I, read no, I love it. I, I feel like I am being enlightened here. So thank you. Um, I personally, I believe in equal rights. I um, am all about equal rights for men and women. However, feminism and what it has become um, does not align with my traditional values. I, I understand that policy is important and I'm all for ensuring that we have policy to ensure that men and women receive the same rights. However, as it relates to black people, because my focus is on us, that's all I care about is my people. Um, Black women are not subjugating us in mass. Black women, uh, or excuse me, black men are not subjugating us in mass. Black men are not oppressing us. Black men um, don't have patriarchal rule in this country. So my issue is that we're taking the fight to black men as opposed to white men who are in you know uh, positions of patriarchy in this country. So that's my issue with feminism. In addition, I think that it creates an imbalance that feminism has become more about elevating ourselves above men, not like ensuring that there's an equal playing field. We feel as though we want to be above them, not, you know, there's no equality in feminism, which is allegedly um, the, the basis for uh, what started the feminist movement. So those are my issues with it. I don't have an issue with policy. I do think that it's bigger than policy. Um, I, I am all for ensuring that women have the same rights that men have, that women receive this, you know, equal pay for doing the same job that a man does. Um, I, I, I think that really and truly a lot of the issues are exasperated exasperated or over-exaggerated to um, make them bigger than, make them appear bigger than they truly are, such as women like being in, 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 in um, such dire need of protection. I think that things get conflated, that things are, you know, that there's a dramatic spin put on things to make them seem as though they're more pressing and bigger than they truly are. So I guess those are my um, issues as it relates to um, the question that JB posed. I, I think it was an interesting question, and on the surface of it, um, when we look at some of the laws, they're not necessarily, well, the laws that are promoted, okay, the laws that we all think of um, when we think of feminism, that first pop into our mind, but then let's look at the intricacies throughout the legal system where we have feminist laws or um, woman-centered laws that are almost under the guise of something else. So we can take the in the best interest of the children law. Um, I'm not sure if people are familiar with that, but it basically means when a family breaks up, what you do is what's in the best interest of the child. And when you go and look at the, the policy behind that, it basically means that in the best interest of the child means that that child goes with its mother. So by default, the, the, the child usually goes to mum, right? And people see no problem with that. It's something that just we accept as a society. Um, but what you'll find is the knock-on effects of that is one, um, <clears throat> it means that men are unfairly impacted by child support. Men are unfairly impacted 
in the sense that a lot of women can weaponize their child against the man. Mm -hmm. And then we need to mm -hmm. look at the suicide rates, the depression mm -hmm. rates amongst men when um, they divorce. And let's remember, 80% of divorces initiated by women. So this isn't something that men are choosing. But what it means is that the court system or the legal system has allowed women to weaponize that against men. It's not fair. They're not actually looking at what's in the best interest of the child mm -hmm. and who is the better parent. And we're going by those um, parameters of what a parent can provide to the child. It's actually just basically put the child with the mum. And from there, men are unfairly impacted. If it happened the other way around, I'm sorry, but feminists would be on the front line fighting to change it. But because it's happening to men, it's just deemed as okay. When we look at what the biggest killer is of men um, under, I think even under 50 here, the biggest killer of men under 50 is suicide. When we go into the reasons that men are committing suicide is due to the breakdown of the family and men not being able to see their children. People need to go into it, look into it, and study it. Children are being taken away from their fathers. Dads create children just as much as mothers do. They are the children of fathers just as much as they are the children of mothers. But the court system doesn't recognize that. It doesn't yeah. recognize that at all. Great point. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point, um, Jessica. We, we we also aren't recognizing the gender bias. That's why I say feminism is not about equality. You know, they don't care. Uh, we're not looking at the ways that policies, you know, only benefit uh, women, but don't benefit men. So um, it's definitely not about leveling the playing field, so to speak. But Melody and Danica, do you guys have anything in response to JV's question? To be honest with you, um, the lady said it all. It's nothing I can really say. Um, oh, go ahead, uh, Melody. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying they said it all. Everything I was thinking, they said. Okay. Thank well, you, I wanted to say something in response to what Jessica said because I personally have somebody in my family that I'm extremely close to that is going through that right now. Um, he was the the child's or the children's caregiver like he was the primary one that was at home that he was married uh and they actually reversed the roles which is why i always say it there needs to be some kind of uh role set in place so that we'll know you know how to really maneuver as a family unit but they reversed the roles to where the the mom was working and the guy was the one that was the stay-at-home dad and he was the one taking care of the little girls uh, he was the one that was always with them, helping them with schoolwork and teaching them and, you know, interacting with them on an everyday basis while the woman was out working. And so he got to a position to where he was like, you know what, this is not working anymore. And he wanted to get a divorce. And when uh, he, d you know, decided to divorce his wife, she was able to take the children, even though he was the one that was, you know, the one that they were, you know, accustomed to waking up to or being around and all of that. And he, she, you know, he, he had no real leverage as far as, you know, taking the, the children. And just to be honest, the, the woman was not the best mother and I don't like to judge people in their parenting, you know, but she wasn't the best caregiver. She was not interactive with her children at all. She was not the one that was, you know, trying to be a motherly figure. She was real masculine in her approach to motherhood, you know, go to daddy, let daddy do it. You know, I'm just here to work and then come home and go to sleep type deal. 
And now she's the one that is granted, you know, with sole custody and, and the, the man has to actually pay her child support. So it's just it's just so many different things that tie into this conversation. And I've seen it firsthand how it can be unfair to the men. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, um, Danica. We have a bunch of super chats that we wanted to take a break real quick to read through. Um, Danny, do, or whatever you didn't pull up, I, I, I have it. So um, I'll, I'll fill you in in between. Um, if you want to read them, if there's any that you missed, I have them here. So okay. Um, shout out to Queen of the South. She said Malcolm X said black women is the most disrespected woman in America. Those who are who deny are lying based on their micro experience and a macro world. Um, Queen of the South, I do think you bring about a very, very good point. Um, what about the disrespect that we do to each other that we cause each other? Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, I do think that that does bring about an excellent point, though, um, because I think black people in general are probably the most disrespectful people to each other. Ooh. But Ooh. honey, you better say um, that. Shout out to Doug. He says what black women want to see is black men going out to kill for them and want to call that. <laughs> okay, um, Doug, what a, what, a, what a drug dealer's and what a thug's and ain't that what, ain't that what they say. <laughs> Walmart Tavius, where you at? <laughs> Baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Um, Cause I'm sure it's some more down here. Yes, it's like I won't scroll and honey, they are gone from my screen, but I, what, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I think I caught one. You got one? Yeah. Um, shout out to brother Leo Anthony. He says, you have feminist movement like Me Too, affirmative action, government assistance programs, and laws that benefit women and screw over men, yet women feel still feel like they don't have enough. I don't get it. Um, baby, we want it all. We want the power. We want the control. Mm-hmm. We want the money. We want the resources. We want well. the power. Well, wow. <laughs> listen, you better tell them. Um, okay, so we got one from thank you, Leo Anthony. We thank appreciate you, brother you. Leo. <laughs> we got one from Jay Rock. He says, Black women are the most objectified women on the planet, while black men are the most demonized men on the planet. The surviving R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and MJ, oh, Michael Jackson BS proves that. Mm. Well, um, that's an interesting take, Jay Rock. We appreciate your super chat. We also got one from JV. She said, I think this was in response to Roxy's comments. She said, vote, education, equal pay, contraception, maternity leave, marital rape. Feminism is absolutely about policy. Policy shapes environments in society. Thank you, JV. We appreciate you, boo. We already got Leo's. And Sir Tice says, Malcolm X said that in the context of women being without their men, women being without their men who are who were targeted at that time, listen to the entire speech and not the mere snippet. I think that was regarding Queen of the South. We also got one from Nuruddin. He says, when bad things happen to these ladies that start trouble, they look to me. <laughs> And I, they look to you, Nerdy, <laughs> and I point them to the federal building and say, there's your protection. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nerdy, you're funny. Um, and then Nerdy also said, Jessica is right, especially in the divorce court. 
I lost my life savings over $60,000 and I almost went to jail if I didn't pay alimony. And that's all I got. I think we're caught up. So game changer looks like he was next. He says, Queen of the South, he said the least protected, meaning only slightly less protected than white women. <laughs> I don't think that that's what the least protected means. I think you're putting your own spin on it, game changer. But thank you for the super chat. We appreciate your support. Um, okay, Danny, did you have another question for the ladies that you wanted to pose? Or did we want to give them a minute to respond to any of the super chats? How about we do that really quickly? And then um, if you want to pose another question. So yeah, we got I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, let me read uh, Black Wolf's real quick. Black Wolf said, use the YouTube studio app for Super Chats. Um, thank you. Thank you, Black Wolf. We appreciate you. And whoever wants to respond to any of the Super Chats before we go on to the next Oh, wait, one. I got one more. Shout out oh. to Ellie Ohio. He says, my third grade crushed like another guy. I was done with relationships. That's a familiar song and dance, though. Oh, go, go ahead, ladies. I guess I can um, respond um, to the, uh, the the one super chat that was about the policy and feminism. And, and, and you know, listen, I agree. And the, but the thing, the, what I'm pointing out is that it's actually a cycle, right? Because policy wouldn't exist without the social aspect of what people are demanding to be, to be changed. So in that respect, Ooh, yes, feminism, of course, has affected, uh, is 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 rooted in and has affected policy. Every part of the feminist movement from the first wave, second wave, third wave to now where we are in the fourth wave has a policy that that signifies it. First wave feminism was what? Suffrage and the women's right to vote. But how did that come about? Mm -hmm. The policy came about because women in society in the social structure demanded the change, right? That's that first layer. The second layer, I would say, in, in the wave happened around the second wave with the women's rights movement and all the things that came with that. Uh, you know, the fight, the begin of the fight for for the, the equal rights protection, which didn't pass by the way, right? It didn't fully pass, but Roe versus Wade and all that other stuff that you're, that you're talking about with health, da, 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 that is the, the defining policy that came out of that movement, but it was a social aspect that drove that forward. So you can't look at it just as a, a standpoint of, okay, well, feminism is about policy. It's both. But I think that <clears throat> the laws can only come into play when the social construct demands it. And then on top of that, once they get that, they agonize it to the next thing. So that's kind of where I, I guess to explain what I, my, my point of view, but I, I think we are agreeing, but it's just kind of a deeper look down the rabbit hole, I guess. That makes perfect sense. I, I certainly follow what you're saying. And I do think that you guys are saying the same thing. Um, and I can see how, like you said, our society influences and, and, and dictates um, policy changes or what policies we lobby for or lobby to um, amend or whatever uh, have you. So that makes perfect sense. I think that you guys are saying the same thing. Um, did anyone else want to respond to any of the super chats? I think Jessica came off her mic before. No, I, I, I was going to comment on um, the same the same super chat that Boxy did, and oh, okay. um, again on on the on the face of it, not all of those legislations are bad, but what they do is they give women choice, right? That's that's what those legislations are about. The ones that she mentioned, they give women choice, and um, well, for the most part, choice. Okay, what you have to think about 
okay what you have to think about is it gives you choice are you making the most effective decisions with the choice that you are given that's the real question because what it does is it empowers you to be able to live your life in a certain way and it's not necessarily the laws but when you couple the laws with the media when you couple the laws with certain social dynamics when you couple these all these things together that's what is really the negative impact and the negative influence that's where it comes from so it's not the laws in itself it's the laws coupled with other things that are actually causing the dynamics that we're seeing today the laws in themselves yeah. for the most part just mean choice and some protection but mainly choice what I'll choice follow, are you yeah. making with those laws that you have is the real question Thank you. I follow you. That makes actually um, perfect sense. Um, we got another super chat from Game Changer, and it looks like two more came through. And then I think Danny's going to go ahead and pose a question. We got one from Dyson Producer. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I'm butchering your name. He says, Neely Fuller said to being accepted in this society as a black man or as black men, you either have to dress like a black woman or be uh, a stereotype, a stereotypical black man, I think is what he's saying. So Nelly Fuller said to be accepted in this society as a black man, you either have to dress like a black woman or be a stereotypical black man. Um, thank you for that super chat. We appreciate you. And then I think one came through from Black Wizard. He said, Roxy is right. It's both. Policy doesn't work without agreement of the people. Government can't generate policy nobody is that nobody is demanding and have it work with no practical application. That makes perfect sense and a mm -hmm. great way to summarize it. Thank you. Uh, we also got one from Terenzo Jones. He says, hey, Jessica X, Zanika, and fellow panel members. Great topic once again, crown heads. Thank you, Terenzo. We appreciate your support. Um, and then, Danny, I think it's on you and your question. Okay. Um, ladies, so with the influx of the LBGTQIA agenda, um, do you think that women will start to fight against um, those organizations um, for their own protection? Yes. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, because it's already happening. <clears throat> and excuse me, I have a frog in my throat this morning. <clears throat> Interest, it's not COVID. Um, interestingly enough, uh, <laughs> it's happening among white liberals. And I'm just gloriously laughing at it every time I see it on Facebook. And the reason why is it goes back to that conversation that we talked about of the of now the issue where everyone has accepted, uh, you know, and I and I have nothing against civil unions. You want to, you know, do whatever you want to do. Fine. I don't care. I don't care. You know, um, everyone kind of has accepted that. It's like, OK, that was that was the first drop in the bucket testing the waters. OK, great. Yeah. That's fine, right? But now we have, it's the trans issue that's going to rip the entire left apart because women 
even even feminist women that's 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 the mind blowing thing that there are some and you have to put it at the feet of the white feminist because they're the ones who start it and then and then it just trickles into everybody else and the reason why and the reason why I laugh is because when the white feminist gets mad that's when that's when that's when people actually start paying attention they don't care when we're mad but when they're mad oh that's when that's when there's problems the white feminists even are not embracing this idea that a trans man, I mean, sorry, a trans woman is a woman. There are some that do, and there are some who are staunchly against that, who feel that like at the end of the day, women are women, right? And this fight that's going to brew up because this, I I, I have this feeling that this, that what's gonna tip it over is this sports thing because no one seems to be able to agree. About two years ago, I think it was the always, um, um, sanitary napkins brand, you know, the feminine hygiene brand, they came out with an ad that said men have periods too. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, it was so glorious. Oh, my God. You have not lived until you hear a man call you a bleep. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me call, not call him a man, a man. But you have not lived until you hear a trans person call you a bleeder. You, you haven't wow. lived. Oh, yes. If you look at all of the commercials, <laughs> even for birth control, wow. they all have both sexes in there. Like birth control, if it's mm -hmm. like sanitary products, they're mm -hmm. ensuring that they include everybody. Right. So that's the, it's it's gonna rip them apart. I just love what I love watching a train wreck. I just I am it's I'm like a moth <laughs> the flame. I just I can't ignore it. So that that issue is going to rip it apart. It's gonna cause a a, a huge faction. In the in the embracement of feminism and the LGBTQ agenda, because you cannot science is science, right? That's what everybody says. You got to believe the scientists, and if you're going against the science and what people understand, that's going to cause a huge issue. I mean, the, the the tampon thing, the 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 sports thing, and the other thing that came up recently is that hospitals are eliminating the word breast milk because not all. Oh, let me let me get this right. Not everyone who can nurse a child has breasts. Oh so my gosh, that's too much. Right? So it's just now Now you're going into territories that people really will likely put their foot down. But mark my words, I think that the thing that's going to actually go up the chain of command to the Supreme Court is the issue about trans women in women's sports because they're really trying to push that agenda. They're really trying to push that, and if it goes before the SCOTUS, oh, this will be fun to see what happens. But I think it'll, I think it'll get knocked down. There are far too many conservatives on the on the SCOTUS right now. But yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's going to be glorious. I love a train wreck. Oh my god. I just want to say to the chat really quickly. Um, we, now we can have you know a respectful conversation about the LGBTQIH um, community, but make sure that you're um, not using derogatory language in the chat, please. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, no. nothing is worse than when they call us fish or cisgender. Like it's really offensive. Fish. Yeah, they they calling women fish now, and I'm like, why are we fish? Like, I think they're trying to say that um, because we have vaginas, we smell. The and it's fish like thing, I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, Melody, but let me just tell you where that comes from because I know exactly okay. where it comes from. Um, it comes from the gay community, actually, from back in the, I want to say the, the late 80s to 90s in the club culture. Okay. Because when I, I, mean, 
I told you guys at the very beginning, I was a professional dancer in New York. We would go to the, we would go hang out at the gay clubs because that was the only place that we could actually dance, like do like glow sticks and all that stuff and really perform dance in, in, in the clubs. And that was the name that they gave to the women who would go to the gay clubs. They would call them fish because we had vaginas, right? Right. So that's where that actually came from. So go ahead. I just wanted to throw that yeah. factoid out there. Thank you for that. Okay. Cause it's really, really offensive. And, um, they say it playing around, but it's really not funny to me. And then also the LGBT, what is it? The LGBTQ com community is a new super minority. I feel like for the first time, black, black women are feeling what black men are going through with feminism. Mm. Oh, I think that's a good point, Melody. Yeah, that is a good point. Really good point. Um, shout out to the Roger Report. Um, he says, the feminist mindset has made women useless to men. Even if men have children, they aren't recognized as his. Therefore, women no longer serve a purpose. Um, Roger, I think that is a bit extreme, <laughs> like quite extreme. Um, women do serve a purpose because y'all still need eggs and, and stuff to um, to have women. If women didn't serve a purpose, we wouldn't be here, period. So, you know, um, I think that's kind of it, it's almost to the fact of a woman saying that a man isn't needed because she can go and get an orgasm and she can outsource um, with whatever work that she needs done. So she's saying that she personally doesn't need a man, but. Uh, men are definitely needed, just like women are definitely needed. Both serve their purposes. Yes. Yeah. Um, ladies, we are at the hour 47 mark. Um, I think this was a good, good, good. Dis this was a great discussion. Not even a good discussion. Absolutely. A great discussion. I had a great time. And so the, the, not only was it a great discussion, there's so much more I wanted to talk about, but to respect everyone's time, um, I'll hold those those um, thoughts and questions until next time. Yes, because I think we're going to have to end up doing a round two of something of this. Yes. You know, um, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm just so proud and happy. Um, but Roxy, <laughs> we will start off with you for your closing thoughts on the discussion and, um, you know, give us a plug on what you got going on and what you got coming up. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just paying attention. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> We were saying that we're getting ready to shut down. Um, we want to keep it uh, to the two hour mark to respect everybody's time. And, um, you know, um, we wanted to know what you had coming up, what you got going on and, and the, your thoughts on the discussion. I think it was a great discussion. You know, um, I was reading one of the comments in there. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you don't like trans people, but you got to go sign on gay culture. I think that went <laughs> over your head a bit. Let me clarify before and then I'll just pass it on. I don't have anything coming up. I'm boring. Okay. Does you want to come to my channel come to my channel? It's, you know, we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff over there, but um, to clarify, I mean, listen, I have no problem with gay people as far as, you know, you're a human being, you do what you want, whatever, you know, I would be remiss to say that as a woman who, who made a living and spent her, her youth in ballet studios in some of the top dance companies in the world, I can't say that I hate gay people because that's just stupid. You know, I don't care what you do with your life. Um, trans women, 
listen, I, I, whatever you want to do, it doesn't inf- affect me. Racist, whatever the hell you want to do. We believe what you want. We all have freedom of speech here. But I do, you know, I have ideals about policies that affect us as a black community, black culture and the black family. So if there's something that I don't agree with, yeah, I'm going to speak out about it. But it doesn't mean I have to hate people to do it. We, I mean, there's, there's a fine line. I mean, it takes a little intelligence to be able to do that, but hey, whatever. Um, as far as me, what I have going on, absolutely nothing. I'm a boring person. I don't do anything. I sit at home covering myself from COVID and I just watch documentaries and read books all day. That's it. Come over to my channel, like, subscribe and comment. Can't wait to see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Roxy. I just want to say, I have Thank to disagree you. with her. Her content is very interesting. She's extremely articulate and well-spoken. And from um, the content that I've watched, she, you know, she does her homework. She's not talking out of her tail and she talks about things that she knows about. And I'm extremely intrigued I'm so glad that we were that you uh, were able to grace us with your presence because I really, really enjoy you. And I'm even more intrigued than I was before you joined us. So thank you. Thank you, Roxy. We appreciate it. I like to be self-deprecating, which is kind of my quality. <laughs> no, no problem. But we've definitely, definitely, definitely enjoyed you. Um, everybody, as the ladies um, give their closing thoughts and statements, can you guys please, please, please um, spam the chat um the channel with excuse me spam the chat with their channels um so uh shout out to kareem henry she says great discussion as always um thank you so so much kareem we appreciate you and appreciate the super chat um shout out to kevin paris we haven't seen you in forever hope everything is going well i asked about you a couple weeks ago but i'm glad to see you see you back um but yeah please spam the chat with um as the ladies uh, go through and give their closing thoughts, please spam the chat with their cha- with their channels. Okay, um, Melody, what are your closing thoughts um, on the discussion, and what do you have coming up? Well, thank you so much for having me. All of you ladies are very smart. I learned a lot from you. You know, me being a new um, streamer and everything, I really did. Um, also, I just wanted to say, I want to have an open panel to discuss what happened on your channel. So if you guys want to come over and discuss, we can do that. Absolutely. Okay. When are you doing your um, show so everybody can make sure to tune in, Melody? Well, I actually want to do it now, if that's okay, if you guys have time. Okay. So it's kind of like an after show. I can yes. stop by for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're, uh, your chat, your channel has been, <laughs> um, the link to your channel has been put into the chat. So you guys make sure that you click the link and um, sub to Melody and um, tune in for the quote unquote after show. Yes. Um, shout out to Jessica X for the super sticker. Um, Jessica X, what are your final thoughts? And what were your thoughts on the show? And what do you have coming up? It was a great show. It was, um, I, I learned a lot from the different perspectives, learned some things from Roxy that I didn't know about the law. So I think that was interesting. Um, I enjoyed everyone's contribution. I think it was definitely an interesting discussion. And yeah, I had a good time um, coming up. <clears throat> coming up on my channel and um, we'll just be having more you know great discussions um more topics more fun and so yeah like and subscribe like this video 
Um, if you're new here, subscribe to this channel and be sure to check out my channel and subscribe to that as well. So yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Jessica. You always come with some very interesting perspectives and um, kind of like providing a, a different viewpoint to things. And you're so articulate and well-spoken as you lay out your commentary. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for um, joining you. Uh, the panel. And um, well, re let me read Roxy's super ch uh, chat really quickly. She says, thanks for hosting us and thanks chat for an amazing, intelligent, respectful conversation. Thank you, Roxy. Um, and then we have the beautiful Danica, um, which we are so um, we're so grateful to host as well. You guys make sure that you're subscribed to Danica's channel because she be having it popping over there. <laughs> Some yes. very interesting conversations, and she's so candid and open, and like it's one of those things that like you have to love it because she she's just very open in her commentary um, as it relates to uh, the issues that she discusses. So make sure that you're subbed to her channel. And Danica, um, what are your final comments on the, the topic and the panel in and of itself? Oh, I had a great time and I, I learned so much from everybody. I loved everybody's commentary and thank you ladies so much for inviting me on. Um, now, I, yeah, now I got to ruffle it up a little bit before I get up off of here. Uh, uh -oh. I would like to say that I am about being fair and balanced and bridging those gaps between men and women. And I want to go out and say this. I absolutely stand, you know, with men's and with men's rights because uh, when men are the ones that are in their natural positions and natural places, you know, that will essentially place us all back into our natural role. So I don't understand how standing with men for men's rights is going against women's interests when the men are the ones that will uh, be in better positions to take care of us. You know, so like if our men are more powerful, we can have more security, we can have more stability, we can rest on our femininity. If the men are on the forefront, you know, we can fall back and start and stop uh, overworking ourselves and stop being so worn out. So I support men, I support women, and I feel like we all need to come together as a unit and support each other so that we all can fall back into our natural positions as men and women to build back the family. And again, ladies, thank you so much for having this discussion. I think it was very important and very much so needed. Thank you. Thank you, Danica. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys. We look forward to having you back and we look forward to joining you guys on your channels whenever you're doing anything. Um, don't be afraid. Uh, make sure to extend the invite to us because we would love to um, join you guys and support what you guys have going on too. So thanks again, ladies. This was just delightful. This made my day. Right, right, right. I'm I'm really, really happy and excited. Um, shout out to Sweet Melody Speaks for the super sticker. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, as Melody said, she is getting ready to go live right now on her channel. Um, so you guys can actually start heading over there um because she's gonna do an open panel and she's gonna have a discussion about this um chat and channel and um the topic from today. Um, shout out to my baby daddy. He says, excellent job. I'm proud of y'all. Looking forward to part two. Channel links can also be found in the description. Um, yes, if you did miss the happen to miss the ladies um, channel links, 
They are also in the description. But um, just again, big shout out to the ladies for coming through today. Really, really um, dope for y'all. Um, but that's pretty much all I have. Um, Concrete, what are your final thoughts? Um, no, I, I am just extremely elated at the way that the panel went, but I knew it would be dope. Um, just wonderful, beautiful energy. Um, and it has me feeling some type of way I'm in my feels. But um, it was just such a great discussion and everybody brought forth such great commentary and just some in, uh, intriguing, thought provoking comments. And I learned, uh, you know, a lot of new information today. And, you know, I was just excited for the connection that we were I'm excited for the connections that we were able to um, make and I look forward to doing this in the future yes absolutely um, ladies thank you guys again so much for coming out um, I'm gonna try to convince concrete to come back later on today to do a little no, she I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. You know, concrete always be playing, y'all. Listen, but um, also thank you to the the chat. Thank you guys for yes. uh, all the super chats and all the craziness down in the chat and lively discussion. We appreciate you guys as well. Yes. Um. So, uh, thank you guys for coming out. Uh. Oh, shout out to uh Kit Cloud for the Cash App. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you kind of reminded me. I forgot. But thank you so much for the uh, cash app and hope you guys have a great day. We're out. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye, guys.